Live for Fighting on the Huddle Up podcast feed. It is me, Mike Bernier, as Big Jim likes to call me. Uh, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, thumbs up. If you think we're doing a great job, hit us with the old five-star over there on the Apple Podcast. Um, happy to still be a part of the Huddle Up family. Episode number three of the Five for Fighting podcast, your hockey podcast for the Huddle Up feed. we got a good one for you guys today. Um, before we begin, got my reverse retro Capitals jersey today. Two thumbs up. It's a thing of beauty. Um, if you haven't already, I do have a picture up on my Instagram, uh, Mike Bernier underscore. Uh, you can find it there. Uh, it's a beaut in person. The stitching is elegant. Um, I can't say enough happy things about it. Uh, also, I will say, and I'm going to get to the Florida Panthers in a little bit, uh, was at FLA Live Arena last night for that game. The Panthers retro with the light blue doesn't look as bad in person as it does on computer, uh, is what I'll say, because first time seeing it in person was last night. It's not as bad as I thought it was. We'll get we'll get to that more in a little bit. As for the five topics at hand for today's show, let's start with the first one, and that is the Boston Bruins. Talked about them a little bit last week about how they're a really kind of a shit organization. Uh, but I have to give credit where credit is due. 9-0 and at home to start the 2022 season for the Bees. Um, while they may be a scumbag organization to some, leaning that way myself, uh, they win at home. They defeated Arizona, Florida, Anaheim, Minnesota, Dallas, Detroit, St. Louis, Calgary, and Vancouver to get to the 9-0 and home mark. 14-2 um, and overall. Not anyone better than them right now, aside from maybe the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, but I think right now those are the two top teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, the Bruins are doing uh, tremendous things offensively, defensively, the power play. All things Bruins uh, on the ice is coming up gold. All things Bruins off the ice, not so much. That is topic number two. The Boston Bruins have hired former Attorney General the Retta Lynch to conduct an independent review of their player vetting process after the Mitchell Miller uh, fiasco, needless to say, or say the least. Um, they want to vet out how someone of what he did that goes so against their core values uh, could go unnoticed. Maybe here's why. Because Cam Neely is worried about on ice and not off ice. Maybe he's just worried about Oh man, I've got to, you know, have these guys go out there and be 14 and 2. It doesn't matter that the guy that I'm hiring to be a good defenseman is a certified scumbag. Hasn't even apologized for the things that he's done wrong. You know, maybe maybe this is a GM and the general manager group and the assistant GM and the scouts and stuff like that. Cuz it's kind of hard to just, you know, straight up whiff on uh, the fact of the matter of this guy was a fourth-round draft pick that had his rights basically ripped out of his own hands um, because of what he did. The Arizona Coyotes were like, we don't even want you to go be like in development. Like We don't even want you near us, like kick rocks. Um, so for that to happen, uh, that just doesn't go away. And it was fairly common knowledge that, that he did what he did. Um, 
So you can sit here and claim it's a vetting problem all you want, but I just don't think the Boston Bruins cared until the backlash that they received. And here's the thing. I don't think they cared until they got the backlash from their own players about what happened. I think it was when guys like Patrice Bergeron came out and were like, yeah, no, uh, this isn't what any of us want. Uh, we're not cool with this at all. I think once that happened, I think that's whenever the the organization was kind of like, well, maybe we screwed up. You think? You think. I think that might be the easiest thing in the world to say. You screwed up. You shouldn't have signed him. There was no good that was going to come out of it. You, Oh, wow. What's going to come out of it that's going to be good? Uh, that would be absolutely zero. There was no way that, that you were going to sit here and try to tell me that anything good was going to come out of this signing. It took Patrice Bergeron and Nick Fulgino to basically be like, yeah, no, we're not cool with this. Oh, and then it took Gary Bettman being like, yeah, he can't play in the National Hockey League. For you to literally be like, well, maybe we screwed up. You might be 9-0 and at home. You might have the best record in the Eastern Conference. Your general manager is a moron. The Columbus Blue Jackets lost Patrick Laine for three to four weeks of the sprained ankle. Um, they cannot catch a break, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um Line's injury happened after a third third period collision with teammate Cole Singler. Uh, they both stayed in the game. They said they were fine, uh, but you could see that Line was heavily limping after the game, leaving the arena. Um, this is his second extended absence already on the year. He missed six games with an elbow injury, suffered in the home opener, and is only suited up in eight games to date with two goals and four points. That's a big blow because he's a he's a guy that gets that line going in Columbus. Um, unfortunately, without him, he joins the long list of Columbus players that are out, uh, including Zach Wernitsky, who's out for the year with a shoulder inju- injury, Adam Boomquist, Nick Blankenberg, Jakob Vorchek, and Sean Curley. Uh, the Jackets currently sit at 4-9-1. Uh, it might be panic time for the Columbus Blue Jackets with all these injuries, especially now with the loss of Patrick Laine. They currently sit last in the Metropolitan Division with 11 points. Um, I get it. Johnny Goudreau, he's home. You know, he, he feels like he's at home in, in Columbus. You know, 13 points leading the team. He's all they have. Six goals, seven assists, 13 total points. They're averaging 2.8 goals for a game, giving up 4.33. Uh, it's not good. It, it's just not good for what they're doing right now. Um and I just don't think that there's a lot going on that's going to sit here and tell me that Columbus is moving in the right direction, especially with all these injuries. Um, and the loss of line A is going to hurt a lot for them uh, moving forward. Now I have to talk to you about the Buffalo Sabres. Um, my, my question here, and I guess the fourth take is, has the bottom dropped out? for the Buffalo Sabres. We talked a couple weeks ago, you know, my, myself and Jim during the uh, preseason uh, over under win point total, which you can find right here on the Huddle Up podcast feed. Ding! Um, that Buffalo wasn't a team that we were sitting here saying, man, 
they're really going to set the world on fire this year. I get it. Started off seven and three. We're looking like they were had found themselves. Looking like they had found a pace uh, to maybe make themselves an interesting um, team coming in coming into the rest of the season. And then it looks like they went into the pits for a pit stop in NASCAR, and somebody basically forgot to put the lug nuts on. Um, they're still ahead of pace for, from what their over-under total was, which was 82. Excuse me, it was 79. They're on pace to, to score 82 points this year. But God, have they faded over the last week and a half, two weeks. During the seven-game losing streak, they've lost to Carolina, the Lightning, Arizona, Vegas, Boston, Vancouver, and the Senators. They play on Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, yeah, this team is not not performing well. Uh, seven and three. Um, they're now all the way down, second to last in the Atlantic. The only team worse than them right now is the six nine and one Ottawa Senators. Um, is this rock bottom for for this year's Buffalo Sabers? Uh, I'm gonna say no, um, and I'm gonna say no because I believe that most sporting teams you have fan groups that sit there and they say, oh, well, you know, we have the curse of insert blank here. Red Sox fan here, curse of the Bambino. Um, The Billy Goats curse in Chicago. You know, curse, 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 curse. Welcome to the curse of Jack Eichel. When they played back on, what day was it? Uh, November 10th, so last Thursday. Um, Obviously, I haven't recorded. Uh, a show since then. Let's talk about that game. Jack Eichel comes out, has four points, including a hat trick. It is returned to Buffalo. Wow. I think they really screwed up on that one. I think they did. And I really think they're going to just sit there and continuously just sit there and look at themselves and go, man, what did we do? We had this once-in-a-generational talent, and we just couldn't get it right by him and we just couldn't do the right thing we couldn't listen to him we were just like nope and instead you let him score three goals in the third period oh and by the way the Knights won by three so is this rock bottom for the Buffalo Sabres I don't think it is I think that they still have a pretty big free fall ahead of them Maybe not because of the schedule, just because I don't think that this team is as good as the first 10 games of the regular season have made them out to be. All right, fifth of my five points on today's show is the game from last night. The Florida Panthers took on the Washington Capitals from FLA Live Arena in beautiful Sunrise, Florida. Beautiful this time of year. Just the right temperature. Not too hot, not too cold. Get yourself into a hockey arena. Perfect. Chef's kiss. Love every minute of it. Um... Game itself, um, and final score doesn't doesn't make it look as close as it was, uh, but it was a good game. I'm not going to sit here and, and hold back any punches. I enjoyed the game. It was a good game. Unfortunately, the Capitals were not able to come away victorious. Uh, their AHL team was not able to do enough to defeat the Florida Panthers. A uh, friend of mine, not going to divulge uh, his alter ego, uh, big Florida Panther fan, really nice guy. Um, sent him a congratulatory tweet, uh, 
after the 5-2 Panther victory, you know, and of course he has to mention the fact that the referees, you know, there was a lot of penalty minutes for the Florida Panthers in this game. Um, 12 compared to the four for the Washington Capitals. I responded with, you know, congratulations on the win. We'll see you guys, but we'll see you guys in uh, February in DC. By then, thinking we're going to be a little bit different of a team. TJ Oshie should be back by then. Maybe we get a guy like Tom Wilson uh, working his way back. I don't think Tommy will be back in February. Let's not be real here. That's an ACL injury. Probably won't see him for a while. Maybe Nicholas Baxter will be skating. Maybe we get them uh, back for the, the last game from D.C. the last last week in April, April 8th uh, of the regular season. I just think that when I look at it from the standpoint of uh, the game itself was good. Like I said, it was one nothing after one, 2-1 Panthers after two. It was 3-2, um, you know, with about nine minutes left. Uh, before two Carter Verhage goals made it 5-2. So, like I said, the score doesn't make this game look um, as close as it actually truly was. Uh, but my takeaway here, um, I sat in Section 108, Row 13. Uh, first off, FLA Live Arena. Anytime that you put big people in seats, um, you might want to give them a little extra leg room because your guys' seating was hot garbage. Like, just saying. I have a little weight to me. I'm short, but I'm kind of compact. So, um, yeah, uh, definitely out on uh, being squished like a fish in a seat. So not fun, but the game itself was fun. But my one takeaway here, and my friend, really good guy, takes his hockey serious. I love it. I love having serious hockey fans down here in South Florida. It's not something that I see on a regular basis. But he's cordial, you know. Doesn't doesn't want to sit here and be, you know, aggressive or you know anything like that. You know, he'll he'll share his trash talk. You know, wish you the best of luck. Hope you guys lose, but it, that's what it is. Um, there was one specific fan in the stadium last night. Actually, two. Uh, the first one was a gentleman sitting about nine rows in front of us. Uh, wearing an Aaron Eckblad jersey, that just decided to stand up for like 75% of the third period. All right, whatever. I get it. Big moment you want to stand up, fine. Whatever. Uh, Hey, down in front, moron. Uh, Some of us want to see the goal, but we can't because we have to stare at the back of your stupid-ass head. Um, Second off, uh, the same gentleman was the one that wanted to start the uh, chant of uh, screwing around with Darcy Kemper, uh, you suck or whatever. Um, hey, by the way, Darcy Kemper defending Stanley Cup champion goaltender, maybe you should be talking crap to the defense that you know wasn't playing in front of him at all last night. Because without Darcy Kemper, the final score of this game is like 10-2. Like, let's be real. Darcy stood on his head and made some saves that pretty ridiculous. So, yeah, um, 10-2 if Darcy Kemper isn't in net. Uh, let's be real. Um, not, a, not a fan of that. Uh, second fan, I'm going to call him Douchebag McGee. Uh, douche, Doucher McGee 
uh, after the Carter Verhage goal at the 17-minute mark of the third period, uh, proceeded to find a couple of fellow Washington Capitol fans and myself, decided to turn around and flip us off. Um, let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, you know, I didn't say anything except for, yeah, whenever, uh, John Carlson scored to make it 3-2, uh, at the 11-15 mark, cheering my team on, you know, guys in front of us, uh, one of them was a Caps fan, was a Devils fan, guys sitting to the right of my wife were, were all Panthers fans. Not not a negative word for about any of those guys. All great guys. The two guys in front of us when they were getting ready to go, they hey, hey, good luck guys. You know, be safe, you know, whatever. Awesome, cool experience. Love love great interaction with hockey fans. But the guy that randomly turns around and flips us off because uh I'm not wearing a Panther jersey. Um hey bud. First off, you don't play for the organization, even though you think you do. Second off, when you win a Stanley Cup, then come talk to me. Until then, I live here. Just because I don't root for someone doesn't mean I'm just going to start turning around and flipping people off. Because here's the thing. Don't know me, I don't know you. Last time I checked, I thought we wanted more hockey fans. I thought we, I thought we wanted to be inclusive to, to more hockey fans. Because that's not how you get people to come back to games. And of course, I sat in my seat for a while. My wife was the one that had to tell me, don't say anything. Because if she wasn't there, I probably would have told him to shove it up his ass too. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's just not shit that's necessary. There's nothing productful that's going to come out of turning around and giving a, a random person the bird basically telling them to fuck themselves because they're in your arena. Uh, didn't see your name on the side of it. God forbid, sir, let me leave now. Uh, it's a joke. Uh, like I said, the guy that I'm friends with, huge hockey guy, but it's a, he's a cordial guy, you know? He'll, hey, I hope your team loses tonight. It's not like, hey, I hope you shit yourself. Like, it's not shit like that. So, it, I don't know. I'm just... Weird things rub me the wrong way. Just because I'm not wearing a Florida Panther t-shirt doesn't mean that I don't like the Florida Panthers. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good – the way that they've built that team, it, it's, it's a way that teams that are struggling right now could model themselves after. You know, yeah, it's going to suck for a year or two, but, you know, we have a shot of building things the right way. Let's go for it. Absolutely. I, I think that's exactly what they've done. Great goaltending. The, the guys that they've kept in place um, – it's worked. Uh, the trade for Matthew Kachuk that cost him Jonathan Huberdeau. I think it cost him Huberdeau. I don't remember. My brain's fried. It's really late on a, on a Wednesday night while I'm doing this. Um, I just I don't I just don't see the positive in the situation. The guys sitting to the right of us, you know, they were cool as shit. Um, even even the kids behind us, you know, there was probably eight to ten of them. You know, with the, with their sister, like anywhere between the ages of probably like five to fourteen, fifteen, with their parents. Even them, go Panthers, trying to get Stanley's attention. One kid said, "Washington, uh, Washington sucks." 
and his dad just kind of like saw that I was wearing cap stuff and was just like, you know, it's not. And I was like, no, 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 no. it's fine. His team is not good. I, he didn't hear me say that, but I literally, as as the kid said, Washington sucks. I said, yeah, you ain't lying because <laughs> this team is not good right now. Um, and I think that's because of injury. Um, but it, it's stuff like that where, you know, parents are, are trying their best to teach their, their kids, you know, proper hockey and proper, you know, here's the thing. When we all enter that arena, we're all fans of, of hockey. Like, you got to be a hockey fan to go to a hockey game. You're not just going to walk up, wake up one morning. You know what? I want to go spend $80 on fucking hockey tickets because it looks like figure skating. No, like what? No, you go because you like the sport. Um, I just, I don't see the, the positives in belittling or antagonizing people just because they don't wear the same Jersey that you do. Um, I don't even think I would do that to, to football fans. I don't even think I do that. Red Sox Yankees. Like I'm not walking like into Fenway and being like, Hey, Yankee fan, fuck you. And flipping you off because the Red Sox scored a run. Like I might say that to my best friend, Craig, because that's what that's my best friend. But you don't like random person. You don't know just walking up and just giving them the bird. Like, Hey, kick rocks. I'm like, wow, that's kind of brutal as fuck dog. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm, I'm a weird guy. What do you want from me? All right, well, that's five for fighting for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at they call me burn. You can follow me on Instagram at Mike Bernier underscore or Fat Kid Certified SE. You can follow the Huddle Up podcast feed over at Huddle Up Pod. Uh, always go over to the T Public store, tpublic.com slash Huddle Up. Cool uh, designs over there from the guys on the Tuesday live show. We've got a couple of hockey ones up there, uh, including the Huddle up pod blue and white, uh, blue and yellow for the um, old NHL logo, as well as the Washington Capitals one. Uh, we'll have more designs coming up on that in the near future. I'm going to get Jim to do some more work on that. Uh, but until next week, I am Mike Bernier. I will see you guys on the ice. We'll be back for more uh, hockey talk on next week's Fox Fighting. Until then, good luck, everybody. Enjoy the ice and enjoy your hockey.